Welcome to a special edition of the Team Turnbuckle podcast on the IB Network's podcast feed. I am your host, Ravishing Ronell Tinsley. With me, as always, the six-man tag extraordinaire, Chief Keith Fleming, and Sammy the Shooter Howe. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing great. Relaxing. Uh, just finished up day of work. Uh Headed up to Joshua Tree this weekend. It's actually a little chilly in Los Angeles. I don't want to hear anything about yeah, your not, chili. Just go, go, go F yourself. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to say, too, Rhino, you say, as always, I mean, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> I, I missed you guys, for real. I do apologize for... Uh, you know, not being on the last couple of podcasts, uh, had some both personal stuff and then also uh, getting finally finished with the uh, fantasy podcast, the weekly daily fantasy podcast. We will have one more next week, but uh, have missed talking wrestling with you guys and definitely excited to, uh, you know, be back. Totally, totally. Actually, speaking of on that, um, I would like to wish both of you guys a happy first anniversary because Us, a happy that includes you too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, this time uh, a year ago, uh, Keith had put out the feelers to do a Royal Rumble preview. I I went along with it, and man, brother, we hit it off just immediately, and I didn't imagine when I agreed to doing that, it would turn into this and I'm having a hell of a time with you guys. Well, we're pretty awesome people. So that's really not that surprising that, you know, we'd be friends. I mean, we have a lot in common, uh, but it, it really has wonderful. been a joy. Uh, you guys you care know. And IBM yeah. sports is really. You haven't oh. hit your one year anniversary. You can't support, you, you can't celebrate this yet, Sam. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll back out. <laughs> Well, you know, we're going to we're going to find that and we're going to get that date down just to make sure we celebrate that, too. Absolutely. So um, we're going to get right into it. We're going to discuss the entire card of the Royal Rumble. And we're going to start from the top uh, with the U.S. title match with Bobby Lashley defending the U.S. championship against Matt Riddle. Now, Matt Riddle's coming off of that uh, gauntlet match that he had won to earn this right. And, you know, I had just had Riddle on my on the rise maybe three weeks ago and in as much as i don't feel that he may be the person to uh unseat lashley i i do think that um riddle is going to win this u.s championship match how do you guys feel that this is going to go down uh i actually i know we're not you know we're not doing the superlatives this week but i thought that that might have been my match of the week. I would need to go back, but that the gauntlet, yeah. Considering how, like, I mean, uh, uh, Raw was is nigh unwatchable. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I actually didn't think it was horrible this week. Uh, I mean, anyway, I'm not gonna. Uh, the we tried to be. I didn't enjoy it, but I really enjoyed the Riddle match, especially him and Cedric Alexander. Uh, unfortunately. I don't think that I'm going to enjoy the Lashley Riddle match as much, but I'm hoping that Riddle wins via. I think they're the the hurt business storyline is going to you know the the issues between Shelton and Cedric, and I'm hoping that we'll get a, a Riddle uh, Cedric feud because 
they i mean they just tore it down i would love to watch them go for like 30 minutes yeah i'm actually excited about this match and i gotta admit i was wrong about matt riddle like he's uh I thought he was going to be a bust. I mean, out of all the guys to get caught up from NXT and he really hasn't gotten to be fair, much more consistent booking than a lot of other guys that have been called up. But I really do think he's made an impact. Uh, and his, and the main thing is I just, I kind of forgot, I guess that he was this good in the ring. I mean, he consistently has really good matches and I think him and Lashley have a chance to, you know, quietly maybe have the match of the night at their given time because Lashley seems to work well uh, with other athletic guys uh, and especially with somebody like Riddle who, I mean, not that he's a small dude, but compared to Bobby Lashley, he obviously is. Uh, I expect to see Lashley throw him around a lot, but I, I kind of hope they don't uh, put the, the belt on Riddle here. To me, we're, we're this close to mania you know, maybe they can stretch that out and let that be a mania moment for him. Uh, and I just, I do like Lashley sort of, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast numerous times, but holding a belt, you know, and being dominant with it and, and kind of building a belt up. And I do think Bobby Lashley is that kind of guy. Uh, so I, I actually hope they wait on this, but I'm, I'm not going to be, you know, like hugely disappointed either way. The, you know, one, one thing about Riddle being a bust, I just wanted to go back to sort of toot my own horn, um, <laughs> is that I always thought Riddle would do well on the main roster because his gimmick, a lot of the ones that have had problems translating are people who wear a lot of the uh, success comes from knowing and investing in the character, like Bailey, for example, was one. Um, but Matt Riddle's like, he's like, uh, an example of somebody who I thought would just completely fall flat was Elias because Elias had this very one note gimmick in NXT. And like, turns out that Elias is great. And Riddle has done really well because he's got like a very simple, like bro is just a really easy catchphrase. So he's fun to chant. I love it. I heard on the, uh, the mass man show this week that they think that what's going on with Matt Riddle was Vince McMahon finally saw a fast time at Richmond high. <laughs> it was like, Oh, it's Spicoli. I, I get it. I get it now. Let's push this guy. This is good shit. You know? So uh, I thought that was great. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, Matt Riddle has been um, doing really fantastic. And I like the fact that, you know, even with his gimmick, you know, even his like backstage, you know, trying to pitch his stuff to the hurt business and things like that. It's like it's it's more than your your average typical uh, bro stoner that they're they're trying to pass over. So I, I'm really digging it. Do y'all remember uh, a character ever kind of being? Because that's what I was honestly thinking the other night. They've never really had kind of this like stoner surfer, you know, type guy. And I, I'm I'm problem, trying to. Who, well, that's problem, fair. Man. That's fair. Who is that? Rob Van Dam didn't have the MMA. Oh, oh yeah, RVD. yeah, yeah, RVD. Yeah, totally. Uh, Riddle has. Yeah. No, I was just talking about from a character standpoint. But that, that's it. That's mm. the guy. So moving on to our next mid-card championship, uh, we've got Big E defending the Intercontinental title against Sami Zayn. Um, me, I am very big on Big E right now and what they're doing with him. And I don't 
really see Sami Zayn having a good chance at dethroning him right now. I love that, you know, he's kind of stepping up his uh, conspiracy theory gimmick and, you know, taking it to the next level with his film crew and such. But um, I, I think Biggie is just too much of a train right now and it's already got a pretty decent head of steam. And I think Biggie retains here. There's a 1% chance that Sami Zayn wins this match by cheating and then Big E goes on to win the Rumble. And that's literally the only way I see Big E losing the IC belt at the Royal Rumble. I mean, this is his first big defense on a big stage. Uh, no way. Like, I mean, personally, like I said, that's the only way I could see this match not being Big E retaining is if, if, if Sami Zayn ends up winning somehow, I'm going, okay, Big E's got a great chance to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, I actually am going to slightly disagree. I think that it's very likely that Big E wins here. And I actually, this is my low-key pick for match of the night because uh, these guys can both go. I think that it's possible that Sammy loses and that's a swerve. And then Big E wins the Rumble and then he loses the title somewhere along the way to Mania. Because when you remember that they did uh, – uh, Keith Lee in NXT recently. I yeah, but why not have a champion? I mean, you haven't had a you know a champion versus champion match like that since WrestleMania six. Like, why not? Like, it, to me, if if that is where they're going, like, just let Biggie have the IC belt all the way up there. I was actually just thinking: Have we ever had a situation where the Intercontinental Champion won the Royal Rumble, or any mid card champion for that matter? Dude. Whether U.S. or intercontinental. Well, I, I was going to say, I know Sammy's going to look that up. But personally, I, I know we're going to get to this later. I really feel that Big E really has a strong chance at winning the Rumble, uh, whether he drops the title or not. I, Like I said earlier, I feel that it's a really long shot that Sammy actually wins. But, you know, Big E is one of the guys outside of the uh, main title pictures that I can really see. And, you know, um, spoiler, he's one of my uh, top picks to uh, win this year's Rumble, even though, you know, I know we haven't quite gotten there. But by, by the way, I, Shawn I Michaels, uh, Warrior didn't win the, the Royal No, Rumble. I knew that. Did Shawn Michaels, uh, he was on when I was thinking like either at WrestleMania 11 or 12 when he won it back to back. He may have been IC champ one of those times. No, um, he wasn't. You're sure? Okay. Because you had to surprise about Warrior. So, I mean, now I'm doubting you. No, I know Royal it Rumble did. Um, Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumble didn't exist when Hogan Warrior happened, did it? No, it did. Yeah, it did. Uh, Hogan won the Hogan Rumble. Hogan won, yeah. Hogan won that. Oh, they're right. Which is right. screamingly funny <laughs> to me. Because Big John Studd won the first one, and then Hogan won the second, which I believe was that year. No, Razor Ramon was the Intercontinental Champion at 95. Okay. Okay, so moving on to our next championship match, we've got Asuka and Charlotte defending the Women's Tag Team Championship against former champions Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Now, this has been an interesting kind of spin with this story. Um, I could see this going um, two ways. I could see that they've used this um, title for Asuka and Charlotte just to kind of get Charlotte a little acclimated back to the ring before the possibility of her and Asuka finally giving us a dream match. 
Um, what do you guys feel is going to happen here? Uh, I, I think that, I think that's the likelihood is that, you know, and this is one of my big complaints about WWE is that, you know, the singles wrestlers who are a tag team and thrown together, even super powered should not be as good as two tag team wrestlers. I did, you know, I know we're not going to talk about last week's shows, but I, I, I feel bad, you know, we will talk about, we're on, we'll talk about that when we do the podcast after the rumble. Uh, but I do like, I, I try not to critique people in the ring and whatnot, but Shayna Baszler is somebody who I find incredibly enjoyable as a heel. And a, I feel like she's being wasted in that tag team with Naya. And I was reminded of that again when did you guys see the the spine buster? The oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean I the concussion. I, yeah, I mean it, it's just one of those situations where I I like the ca- person who behind the character of Nia Jax. Like I've seen her give interviews and I just find her to be very endearing, but there's stuff like that happens on the regular basis. I mean, I don't know if you watch that, but Charlotte stiffed the shit out of uh, Shayna Baszler too. Need her square in the face. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the most logical outcome is that some miscommunication happens and hopefully Charlotte turns heel. Cause I think that Charlotte, the WWE has this thing about shoehorning these very natural heels into face roles. And I would love to watch Charlotte be a heel who's like i like you're not on my level oscar and set up a wrestlemania match i mean to be honest i don't care about this match because wwe has not cared about the tag team division uh I, I don't know what they're doing i mean i was actually excited when they paired oscar and charlotte together because i thought there was a lot of good stories they could tell uh from that and it's been so weird the direction they've gone i mean you've got charlotte basically feuding with lacey evans and her father uh, you've got Asuka feuding with Alexa Bliss. Uh, and what really bothered me was when they were called to the ring this last week, they said Asuka tag team champion and women's champion. It's like, no, 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 no. That's the other way around. It's women's champion and then tag team champion. And this is where people get upset about Charlotte Flair. And I understand it because it's like, they're saying, okay, now because Charlotte Flair is a tag champions, that's the bigger title. Uh, but I do think that if they're smart, you got to get the belts off of Asuka and Charlotte here. Uh, I actually do still like Shayna and Nia Jax because I think that you can have them be a powerful Hill tag team, not have them, you know, with this reign, maybe up to WrestleMania, just picking on Lana the entire time. And then you can actually build up a tag team to dethrone them, whether it be Mania or later down the line. Uh, but I mean, for in the ring, I'm excited because you got four performers that I think we all can agree can go. Uh, and there's gonna, I, I'm not going to hate on Nia She's had some good matches. Uh, does she hurt people? Yeah. But uh, I, I think she's good in the ring, but or a good presence, I guess. But I, I am excited for this match, but I, I, I kind of have a feeling they're going to continue this, uh, you know, Charlotte Oscar thing. So I think they probably will retain. But if you're asking me how I would book it, I would book it actually for them to lose. Let them move on because obviously they want Charlotte feuding with Lacey Evans. Obviously, Oscar's got to worry about the world title. Uh, and I'm very interested to see if they're both in the Rumble because that has something that I haven't seen confirmed or not. I mean, I know we know Charlotte's in it, but whether or not Oscar will be. 
the one thing that I Oscar I, can't be. Why champs? champs can't She's be. a I champ. Mean, the, they the, can't. Well, uh, well there's two I, belts. I should... Why can't they do it? I mean, are they going to put Sasha in as well? Well, so I'm, I'm saying they can, though. It's not like that they can't. I mean, they can. Yeah, I mean, they can. Yeah, I mean, they they can. Can yeah, I mean technically, because, yeah, I mean, technically, Brock entered at number one uh, when he lost to Drew as the champion, right? Yeah. Which the, the, I mean, I would not, I would not be as surprised this year as I am in other years because the roster with COVID, I don't know how many people they want to be flying in. Mm. Uh, the other thing that I was thinking, Keith, you mentioned that about like having them come out as, you know, the tag team is theoretically if Oscar, you know, if they, if Oscar, you know, Charlotte loses and then Oscar turns on her because WWE loves, you know, women be jealous and having Charlotte be, you know, Oscar be jealous that Charlotte gets more attention, all that. I could see that happening, unfortunately. Um, because I'm not a fan of that. Like, I feel like it's very gendered storytelling and kind of boring and done way too much. Uh, but I could definitely see that being a story for them. All right. So let's move on to the WWE championship. We've got Drew McIntyre defending the WWE title against Goldberg. Any chance? Well, I, we know there's a chance because this happened last year. Let's put it like this. What? is your percentage on what the odds of Goldberg winning this title match right here? You want me to go first or you want to go there, big boy? You go ahead because I'm going to have some things to say. Uh, I think it's 50-50, which is crazy. But, I mean, it's the one thing I'll give them is this match is interesting to where the other title match we're going to talk about in a second, there's 0% chance Kevin Owens wins, like zero. And I mean, I know that, and I'm still excited for the match because it's two guys that can just tear the house down in a last man standing match. I have no doubt it's going to be great, but at least with this match, I really don't know. I mean, I'm, I said, if you remember the last time I was on the podcast, it's been a while. Uh, You know, when that first raw happened that I liked what WWE was doing because I felt like they were setting fans up because, you know, everybody lost their mind that, oh, God, Goldberg's getting a title shot and they're going to bury Drew. And as what Drew said right then and there, uh, it just made me feel like that they were setting up where they were going to get all the fans worked up and use it against them. And it was going to be a way to build Drew up. Um, But having said that, we've heard the reports about Mania. You know, there's going to be Goldberg. There might be a Cena. There might be, you know, Rock, they're going to bring in other people, obviously, the, the older stars. So, I mean, could Goldberg win? Absolutely. Uh, and then if Goldberg does, they're one of the guys we're going to talk about in the top five odds. Then Brock Lesnar probably increases the chances of him winning. You know, the Rumble, and we get another version of that. Uh, I, I hope that's not where it's heading. Uh, or even worse, a title versus title match with Goldberg versus Reigns. But um, if you're asking me to book it, obviously you need to have McIntyre go over it, uh, make it just like the the Mania match with Brock. Uh, I guess that was two years ago, uh, where you make it a five, 10 minute match, make it hard hitting. I think that's all Goldberg can do. And you have McIntyre come out looking strong. Uh, but I would not be surprised in the slightest if Goldberg is champion uh, when this match is over. I'm hoping that he's not. I I have no desire to watch. Uh, I mean, if Goldberg wins, 
the the guy you were watching the match the guy does i'm i'm not entertained by him repeatedly the less is more with goldberg for me i would love to see ms cash in actually that would be i mean if we want to do goldberg you know do that again that could be pretty cool like if goldberg ends up winning you know he's doing his whole thing and then Miz just like pelts him with the briefcase or something and gets the pen i would live for that i would lose my shit which by the way real quick i know we don't want to get into raw because you hated it how great was raw when you have McIntyre and Goldberg doing this face-off and the Miz, like a child, is standing on the top rope going, get him, get him, come on. Guess go ahead, y'all want to fight I, each other. You know you do. I, I didn't hate, it. I didn't enjoy Rye. I thought that, it, but there were those, the, the, there were three things that I enjoyed. There was the gauntlet match, the showdown between Goldberg and Drew, and the Alexa's playground. Other than that, I could take or leave the rest of the show. Uh, but... I, I really, the only way that I'm not going to be like just side-eyeing and like deep sighing is if Miz cashes in. Because if we're going to do a three-way thing where, where Miz cashes in, you know, Drew, they have a hard fart match, as Michael Cole would say. And uh, <laughs> my favorite screw-up of all time. Uh, the, the they And Miz comes down and cashes in and you have these two giant dudes, you know, chasing after the Miz, the Miz playing him against each other. Yeah, I'll watch that any day. That's that's really the only way that I want to see these guys wrestle again. Wouldn't uh, it be cool, too, if the Miz kind of did what he tried unsuccessfully earlier in the year and actually tries to, you know, double down and cash in again during the match, you know, making it a triple threat, uh, but this time coming out victorious? Be kind I, of it, like, I would also love if, like, Miz – you know, it would be very funny. Like, the, truthfully, the like the great ending would be if Drew, uh, Claymore kicks Goldberg, uh, Miz skull crushing finales, Drew out of nowhere, or you know some screwy finish where Morrison gets him out of the ring and Miz pins him, like right. the weaseliest way possible. And then Miz does like the Daniel Bryan level celebration of, like, <laughs> I, oh, I he's just, gonna celebrate. Oh yeah. Listen, we've been saying for months that, you know, Miz has been highly un- underutilized and needs another title run. And they can do him that favor, even if it's only a title run that lasts from now until Mania. Which is basically what they did the first time. Ten years, man. We're ten yeah. years out. It's been the same God, thing that it was ten years crazy. ago. Hey, man, I'm that all for that. That makes me feel old. That makes me feel old. So I know we're not going to be uh, too long on this, but uh, they've extended this feud long enough. And honestly, I, I love the spin of how we got here. You know, the way Adam Pierce set this up. So we have the universal champion Roman Reigns in a last sta- man standing match, defending the title against Kevin Owens. Um, in as much as I would love Kevin Owens to get another uh, championship, now just cannot be the time like Roman Reigns is just too white hot to have it be Kevin Owens be the one to unseat him and it's crazy because I'm thinking about it Roman's had the belt what five months now no longer no after it was was right after SummerSlam yeah September Uh, yeah yeah, um, Clash of Champions yeah so four months still five six months 
September, October, November, December. Yeah, his longest months. title, yeah. his longest title reign out of all of his title reigns. There's no chance he loses this match. I mean, again, it, you, we're, we're, you know, I'll, I'll discuss wrestling with you guys any days if there's anything that's interesting about it. But <laughs> I expect this match to be very good. Uh, but at the end of the day, I expect Kevin Owens to be down for the 10 count and not Roman Reigns. I'm sure we'll get some pretty amazing spots out of it, though. Hopefully. I, I, I don't love these hardcore matches because you end up like I these like I love the last man standing it's one of my favorite stipulation matches they I I I mean we know Roman's going I'm not gonna crap on you know I don't want to be Mr. Negative tonight um because I actually once we get to the men's rumble I I do have a few thoughts and about going on who I think should win and who I want to win but we'll we'll get there we'll get there all right well why don't we why don't we just skip right to it so um Vegas is odds on favorite to win the top five um in they're in uh, order by they the are in order okay thank yeah. you so in order they go Daniel Bryan Keith Lee Biggie Brock Lesnar and Edge now out of these five, why don't we start here? Out of those five, who do you think has the best odds of winning this year's Rumble? I think that the two people that I would say are the most likely are Edge and Daniel Bryan. I think that Daniel Bryan makes the most sense. I know this is going to shock you guys as like the biggest Daniel Bryan stand. It was like when I was listening to the podcast last week and Cesaro was your wrestler on the rise. Really shocked. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan winning makes a lot of sense to me. I think, I don't know, honestly, if Daniel Bryan will be in the WWE at this time next year. His contract is up, I think, in September. And as a guy who's just a fan of Bryan Danielson, what, whatever he wants to do at this point, I'm Gucci. Um, he wants to go, but I, as somebody who thinks that he is the best professional wrestler of his generation and still is in his prime, would love to see him get the opportunity to tear it up with Okada in New Japan or Kenny Omega in AEW or people that I'm not aware of in AAA. You know, I, I would love to see him have that opportunity. Uh, so, I, and yeah, I'd love to see him get a mini event. I think that Big E or Keith Lee winning to challenge Roman would be great but I would rather they do that next year and have Roman have been champion for a year and really use the opportunity to make Keith Lee or Biggie by having them beat Roman. Cause I think that's a money match. And I think it's something that you can really just, here's your new guy, the way that they've done with Drew. I would be okay with honestly, any of those guys other than Biggie. I just don't think he's ready yet. Uh, and I know that's crazy because you're going Keith Lee's ready and Big E's not. Keith Lee doesn't have the secondary title. Big E does. And I, I really am a big believer, not to sound like a broken record, that if you have a young guy on the rise like Big E that has a secondary title, like let him have a long run with that and then eventually move him into the world title picture. Uh, they've already put Keith Lee into – uh, main event situations. He's already had a big moment at a rumble. He's already had a big moment at survivor series and just the size of them in this match. Like it's not that hard to believe Keith Lee could win this. Uh, Lesnar would to me be interesting. I, I was talking to Sam on the phone today that 
I actually would dig, uh, you know, a Lesnar versus Reigns match because, you know, Reigns is twice not gone over against Lesnar at Mania. And he'll, you know, Reigns versus whether you want to call him like a face or tween or Lesnar could be interesting, uh, in my opinion. You have the Paul Heyman stuff too, which would, you know, just be fascinating. Uh, and Edge again, I think would work for either guy because uh, whether it be Hill Edge versus McIntyre, or you go with, you know, face edge versus reigns. Again, that's an easy story to tell, but I got to agree with Sam that it's Daniel Bryan is the answer. Uh, I didn't think about the contract. I was more thinking about his health. Uh, I would rather this match be in front of 90,000 people because I think that it would be one of the most electric audiences for a main event we've had probably since Roxena uh, because I think that, Obviously, we've seen how Daniel Bryan's been treated since WrestleMania 30 at Mania's. And Reigns has typically been booed, but this time I think people would actually be booing out of respect and not out of, you know, the heir apparent to Cena or whatever the hell was going on for those, you know, few years with people. But I do just want to point out, because I was the one that actually looked up the odds, Daniel Bryan has been the favorite now for four months or three months, excuse me. And that's one thing I like about this is it shows you like every two weeks uh, Keith Lee has actually moved up and Brock Lesnar has moved up. Edge has basically stayed the same and Big E was at a lot better odds and he's been slowly falling back. So the good news is it looks like we're headed towards a Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. And I mean, just seriously, like that's the ultimate underdog, the ultimate face against one of the best heels we've had since what, Triple H? Maybe yeah. Batista right before he left. Yeah, that's that's a hard a rock one. hollywood rock i mean are, are we going back that you know like i mean it's really it's yeah, when you're talking about like best deals since triple h i was like uh, that's a long way back when triple h was gonna well, but, I, but i'm serious like like uh, yeah i mean no no roman's great and and it's, it's a pure heel i mean i think that there's a lot of guys who get this sort of you have to be like he's still who he is i I love the other Daniel Bryan just to confirm. Actually, that's who Keith, by the way, who you look like was when he came back at WrestleMania. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan has said that he is on his last full time contract, uh, and I don't know what that means for him. You know, if that if, if it means that he's done with WWE period, or but, but yeah, I mean, let him have one more Mania main event. He deserves a main event. I mean, let's be honest. He's had one, and you know his. I guess if you want to count his. 19 second match or whatever it was that was technically a co-main event because it was a title match but the he's had one main thing. event in this incredible run he's had when he's been one of the most popular guys on the roster pretty much since he started doing the yes stuff as a heel he's i mean and and as again unquestionably the best worker of his generation the best overall i i i would love and i think that unfortunately if it if i hate to say this but from a business sense like if you want to have Roman go over and you're doing WrestleMania in Florida in front of maybe 25,000 people, fingers crossed. Yeah. Use Danny Bryan, especially if he's going to be gone after SummerSlam. Man, you guys actually literally just listening to all that just changed my mind. Cause I was really ready to get behind Big E, whether or not he retains the IC or not, but it does make sense to, uh, like you guys said, let him go on a nice long IC title run, perhaps drop it, say SummerSlam 
or, you know, somewhere before Survivor Series and then, you know, prep him for, for next year's. So you guys uh, changed my mind. I guess we're going to go unanimous across the board and say Daniel Bryan. Now, before we go into the women's rumble outside of these top five um, favorites, is there any long shots that you could see possibly coming in and winning? I'm going to continue uh, where we left off and say my man Cesaro deserves a shot, even though it's again, a long shot. Don't agree with him, Sam, because I was going to be nice. I wasn't on the podcast last week. There ain't no <laughs> way in fucking hell Cesaro is winning the Rumble. You guys were, I love you, but it's like, this is that Mark booking. Like, no, it's not. Win the Rumble? You said you wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yikes. Sorry. I must have been quite tired from work. I will, uh, I will, you know, eat the sword on that one. I was wrong. Um <laughs> I, I think that there is very little chance that Cesaro, I think that the most, I think Lesnar is the most out of left field. He's not under WWE contract. He Give me is, somebody though not in those top five. That's what I want to hear. Somebody, somebody off the board. I could also see a Bobby Lashley. That's somebody that I, I, I could understand winning. If you want to go title versus title, that's where McIntyre's reign started, correct? Like that was his first defense after obviously the big show after he'd won the title. Bray Wyatt. There you go. Actually, you the the biggest out of nowhere that I you gonna tell you gonna say my guy. Go ahead. Triple H. No, I think it's Seth Rollins. You have a ready-made match with Rollins versus Reigns. Rollins has been gone. We know how they like to do these like surprise entrants. They've made no mention about them. I could see Rollins coming back, winning this thing. And I mean, there's just such a story with him and Reigns, and he is on SmackDown now. So I know that they can technically pick whatever belt they want, but uh, I'm so disappointed in WWE for not giving us the Shield triple threat title match. Like that was really dumb on their part uh, because it was there two years in a row and they didn't take it. Uh, And obviously we're probably not going to get that. So I do want to definitely see those two guys, you know, go head to head at a main event at Mania. Uh, that's the guy I would say that would kind of be out of left field. I do think, though, Bray Wyatt is also another guy that, I mean, it, it would make sense, but I think we all agree, right? Like, he doesn't need the belt. Like, he can be entertaining and be part of the show without the title. I I, I actually was not exaggerating about Triple H. I, I That is my... I will lose my mind. Uh, you guys ever want to see... We're How about John have... Cena? Huh? How about Cena? He is moving up the ring. I saw he's all up to like 12th on the betting odds. I would be down to watch a Cena Roman. I would absolutely. But if Triple H wins, y'all are going to watch me lose my shit. We will immediately record the uh, Triple H uh, throwback episode from the 2000 to 2002 if that happens. And we'll edit it to also include 2021. The, the, you yeah you don't (laughs) the idea of watching a triple h match with what he like the kind of matches that he wrestles that i find just so plotting you the we will literally i'm going to be driving back from joshua tree at that point and i will be watching in my car and you guys will have to listen to the profanity from me of being like you fucking really fucking really triple h 
main eventing another WrestleMania at like <laughs> 50. Bullshit. Hate everything. <laughs> yeah. So before we move on to the women's rumble, um, are we going to say that the Daniel Bryan would be our official pick for it? Or is there anyone else you would want to win? Daniel Bryan is my pick. I could see them doing Big E. I don't think they should, but I think that there's, I feel like they've sort of been holding that story in reserve. But yeah, Daniel Bryan's my pick. Um, I don't want to say the same thing as Sam. So I want Daniel Bryan to win. Give me Edge. That would be, listen, that would be a great story. For Edge to come, especially because he said, you know, he had the promo right before he left, or maybe it was a few months ago while he's been injured, where he said he was going to come back as that rated R superstar, you know, and like basically kind of pre said he's going to be heel. And I do think it would be incredible if McIntyre is still champion that you get a, a heel edge versus a, a face McIntyre. I like that. I like that. Um, I am going to. You know what? I'm going to go with Keith Lee. I'm going to go with Keith Lee for my pick, Um, even though I want Big E to win it more. And I can see Keith Lee taking on either one of those guys, and I'd be okay with it at Mania. I mean, I still don't think that they're they're ready to crown him, even though, I mean, where would be a better place to give him that moment than – Would you be okay if Goldberg went over McIntyre if it meant that Keith Lee wins the Rumble and beats Goldberg at Mania? You know, my heart wants Tough, to say right? yes. My heart wants to say yes. It's just uh, Goldberg with the title again. Because it probably would mean more. I mean, as much as I love McIntyre for your first one to be over, you know, Goldberg at Mania. I mean, I'd, prefer a- to, I'd prefer to see Miz and Keith Lee at Mania. <laughs> the, the just my problem with the Goldberg thing is that it's so telegraphed. Is That's that, fair. It, no, I see what you're saying. It would be kind of, you know, who's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Goldberg, Goldberg is going to be wrestling on Monday's past. Right. Monday. Let's just be real here. <laughs> and I would be the, I also think that after the year that he has had, after the year that McIntyre has had, that if he went wire to wire, having beaten Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Orton, Orton, and Dolph Ziggler was thrown in there, but Miz, you know, Miz I mean, uh, Orton, and then Goldberg, to, like, to then be like, listen, like, and McIntyre could even be a bit of a heel and be like, listen, man, like, you're great. It, you, you've done a good job, but you're not on my level. And there's, I, I think he's been a great face, though. I, I've oh, got I to too. say, like, I really do, because I didn't think he was going to be able to pull it off. And, He's been he's kept enough of his like cockiness and badass uh, to where it's like walking that thin line of like confident, not cocky. And uh, I really have. I I did not think that he would be able to pull this off. But I mean, even the thing with he who shall not be named the double HH, uh, the promo that they did, like it was he was great in that. And I I thought he looked amazing because he looked like as big as Hulk Hogan, which was just shocking to, you know, me. And I don't want to sacrifice, like, that's my biggest, is that losing to Goldberg is like a 54-year-old man. And what you're telling me is that 
and and I know that this, you know, we all know that this stuff isn't real, but you're telling me in this world that this man Goldberg is worth more and more important than Drew McIntyre. And it just bums me out. That's that why though, I don't, you know, I need to go back and amend. It's not 50. I would be shocked if go, I'm going to say it's 90, 10, because I am, I'm going to go back to what I originally said when they first made the match. I mean, you just laid it out for you. If you think about who Goldberg has stolen the moment from, no offense to Kevin Owens, and the other one was Lesnar, right? The two titles. I mean, that's not a big deal. Lesnar's bulletproof, and KO is, uh, you know, like one of their just under top echelon stars. They're trying to make McIntyre and Reigns like the next big thing. I just – I could not see them – cutting him down and putting him in this situation when he's already lost the belt. Like maybe if he hadn't lost the belt, what was it, you know, three, four months ago to, to Orton and then got it right back. I just, I would, I'd be shocked. And I'll be right there with you, Sam, throwing shit at the, uh, the television. If, if Goldberg does go over. I wouldn't be shocked because I could see just knowing sort of the mindset. Or, let me rephrase that based on what we have been shown of what the mindset is by the WWE, I would not be shocked if the thinking was, well, who cares as long as he went winning at mania is better than lose, you know, than winning, you know, than losing at rumble and winning at mania. Fair point. All right. So let's move on and we'll do the same exact thing for the women's rumble. So it appears from, uh, First to fifth. Which I actually think is more interesting. Yes. The odds on favorite, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Rhea Ripley, Ronda Rousey, and Bailey. And um, I can just uh, give you the short answer for me that my official pick is the number one. Right now, I, I feel that Bianca Belair, her stock is... Uh, at an all-time high and feuding with Bailey right now is going to giving her that last notch that she needs right before getting a crowning moment. I would usually say that it's Charlotte Flair, but why waste a rumble win on Charlotte Flair when we know she's going to wrestle Oscar? She Mania? won it last year. I don't think that's I, no, no, I'm busting balls. Okay. I really okay. was doing that. <laughs> I, I, I was doing that to set up what I was going to say, which is like, I said that just to piss off RC. Uh, <laughs> he proved last week when he didn't bust your balls about the Cesaro thing. He didn't, he, he didn't knew, listen. Yeah, every, he, he didn't said listen to do his dirty work. Uh, <laughs> so, the the I think that the most likely actually is Bianca Belair. I think that it's because the I think the women's main event is going to be Oscar versus Charlotte. I think that's how they see it. Unfortunately, just how they view uh, Oscar and for whatever reason, I've never felt like Sasha Banks is important as Charlotte or Oscar. It is what it is. That's my sense that I could be wrong. But I think that putting Bianca Belair and having her and Charlotte uh, uh, Sasha wrestle at WrestleMania would be really cool. It would also be really cool to have two women of color wrestling for the title like that. I, I, I just like for that. yeah. I mean for the I mean I'm I'm we're gonna somebody's gonna point out that I was wrong and that like Nia Jax wrestled uh, somebody or that there was she, some she that, wrestled oh, Alexa. Bl- 
I'm sorry, go on. Did Bailey and Nia fight? Well, I was just saying, Nia, uh, Nia took on Alexa Bliss at Mania. That was well, but Bailey point. and Nia might have wrestled, or Bailey and uh, Sasha might have wrestled at some point. My larger point is that it would be very cool to me that you have two women of color and Bianca Belair, who I, I just think is so good and so underrated. Uh, I, I enjoy her so much and would love to get, I think that, again, I, I, if you look at WrestleMania, as a time to put people over. I think that it would be, first of all, Sasha's a great heel. I would love to see Sasha be a heel, but I would also love to see her, you know, them use mania to really, you know, build people, you know, it's gonna be the first crowd to show that they've had a crowd at in a year. And I just think it's hopefully going to be a really hot crowd. And it would be really great to have a moment where Bianca gets her WrestleMania, her WrestleMania moment, which, Stop trying to make fetch happen, WWE. <laughs> you can't. Those rest. Sorry, we'll discuss that on the run-up to WrestleMania. My whole pet peeve of that. Anyway, going on. Uh, I. I don't think Bianca Belair's ready. I don't. I don't think that, and I don't mean her personally. I mean that I don't think they've done enough with her, to where it would be, you know, just rushed booking. I mean, it, it, to to kind of put her immediately in the title match when, I mean, it, it hasn't even been a year since we were complaining, like, what the hell did you call her up for? Because it was months of her, like, occasionally showing up with the Street Profits in a backstage segment and not wrestling in the ring. And I just don't want them to do anything to hurt her career because I think that highly of her, and I do get concerned when they kind of, you know, rush somebody's stardom. Uh, you always tell me, because it was when I wasn't watching, but, like, they did this with Sheamus, and it's like, you know, even though he's this great wrestler and this big physical, you know, he puts on great matches. Like people just never really got behind him. I think of that in some way. Alexa Bliss, it's the same thing with Bray Wyatt. I don't think they need the belt, especially if they're going to do this. You know, she has the letter in and, you know, in her now too. Uh, Rhea Ripley is kind of the same thing as Bianca. I know that, you know, she's obviously more established with the long run with the NXT title and everything, but uh, you know, I don't even know if she's officially uh, up or, you know, up on the main roster. It's the two people in the, the bottom two slots that to me are the ones I want to see. Like, I would be so jacked if Ronda Rousey returns. I think WWE needs Ronda Rousey to return. Because if you're telling me Ronda Rousey returns here and then come, you know, wins the belt at Mania and then either at the end of Mania or some uh, time before SummerSlam, Becky Lynch shows up. And let's get this damn thing on with just the two of them. Like, I'd be like a kid at Christmas. Like, seriously, it, it would be such a huge thing to have, you know, the two women, honestly, most responsible for the real boom in women's wrestling when it really reached its height uh, of popularity and kind of changed the game uh, are back. And then the other thing is just, I would love to see Bailey versus Sasha at Mania. We thought we were going to get it last year. We got them. They were a tag team, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And we didn't get it, right? They they kept teasing us with the, with the split. Well, they they they've done Yeah, what they lost they lost the they lost the tag titles at Mania, did they not? I think so. Yeah. I thought that was 2 years ago. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm getting confused. I know though oh, that wow. you know, they have not fought at Mania. That that for sure is a fact. And again, I think we should reward these two. Bailey has been the best heel in wrestling last year. She just was. I think she would. I mean, because Roman wasn't there the whole year. That's why I gave it to Bailey. They were the two best heels in wrestling. And I hope they leave Sasha's face. 
And I think it would be a huge moment for Sasha to kind of go over Bailey, uh, you know, in this match because fair or unfair NXT takeover Brooklyn is like a famous pay-per-view now. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a pantheon pay-per-view everybody remembers and Bailey went over. So it would be cool for Sasha to get the win back at mania. So if you ask me who I want, it's Rhonda. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen because her odds have been going the other way, which makes it seem like she's not coming back. So I, I, I do. I'm, I'm all in on Bailey Sasha. Let's roll it back. The, the funny thing is I was talking to some friends about this earlier this week, and I was like, man, there are ever two people that I don't think are worried about COVID or take COVID seriously. Like, if you were to ask me who – like, if I, I could only pick two of, of, you know, the spread of WWE wrestlers who are COVID truthers – uh aj is the dark horse but the full-time ones are the the part-time ones ronda and goldberg i guarantee you that i'm sorry not goldberg uh, lesnar i guarantee you the brock lesnar has not worn a damn mask at all <laughs> in the past year lesnar will take covid to suplex city bitch so <laughs> the idea of like it's just the idea of lesnar just being like i haven't left my farm in a year i'm not wearing no mask <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I i don't know if we talked about this like i i really do appreciate because like i have very little in common with the worldview of brock lesnar who is a guy who is like basically a misanthrope who lives on his farm hunts like loves to shoot small animals with high caliber weapons. Like there's a YouTube video of him doing this. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm cool with guns and gun ownership, but like idea of like killing a like weevil with a 50 caliber machine gun, not really my fun. Um, and like just like the idea of Lesnar. I guess like, you could say though, at least you know the weasel is not going to fill anything with a 50 caliber gun. Yeah, because you know it's exploding. Um, yeah, but, but but the but yeah, I mean Lesnar. I I just can't see Lesnar. I I, just, I think he's done, honestly. Like I I just and I think that Vince doesn't see the need to pay him the way that he. Oh, I I completely disagree with you there. He ain't done. He there's no. Way. Oh, he'll be back. I just don't think that now. I feel like Vince. I think that he'll be back next year when. I think he'll be in the Rumble. Huh? We'll One see. One way or the other. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I do think he's going to be in. Real quickly, before we move on, Ronald, because I do want to ask this. Percentage chance of either Ronda Rousey or Becky Lynch, either one of them showing up at this Rumble? Because Becky was working out. Like the picture with her baby, she was at a CrossFit, which proves that she is already getting back. I'm I'm giving that like a 35, 40% chance that one of them, one or both show. I think there's a 50% chance that one of them shows. I think Becky's the more likely one. I think Rhonda is... <laughs> I'll tell you guys the joke that I made because I'm not proud of it um, about Becky and Rhonda. But uh, I think that it's much more likely that Becky comes back just because she's married to Seth Rollins. And I, if she came back and won... I'm, I would, I, I, the, the, the man, Becky Lynch, like when she got her, the face busted open is one of the coolest moments to me in wrestling in the last 10 years. And she like her stuff on Twitter, like she was so good at it. And just like, it, it was so, cause you, the, the contrast of Rhonda who seemed like she was trying so hard 
And then Becky was just like effortlessly dunking just, on her. Yeah. <laughs> like the like when she revealed that Rhonda likes her own tweets, like I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I felt like somebody from the office would be like, you have to stop because she's legitimately gonna be. The beat irony the though of it was, and that's what I kept, you know, saying is it's like you might not want to push too far because it's like Becky. You're a badass in WWE. Ronda Rousey she would is for destroy real. you. Like, destroy you. I think that there is a handful of men's wrestlers who could beat Ronda Rousey. I think exactly. it's exactly. Exactly. That's really it. I mean, I maybe Cesaro, just because he's like freakishly supernaturally strong. Uh, but yeah, that's about maybe Riddle because Riddle was a legit MMA. I mean, fighter. you know that kind of judo. I mean, she was a world champ. So uh, she was an Olympic level judoka. Yeah, by no, the that's way. what I mean. Anyway, yeah, yeah, silver medalist. Um, so uh, again, out of the outside of the betting favorites, is there anyone that you can see um, that could win? I personally would love to see them unleash the badass Shayna Baszler. Because, like you were just saying earlier, Sammy, she's been grossly underutilized. And, I mean, yes, this tag team that she's been doing with Nia has been all fine and good. But, you know, she was uh, a monster just a year ago um, coming off of her second NXT championship. Um, I would love to see them push her back to the forefront. But I... I, I don't know, but out of the out of outside of the gambling favorites, I think that she would be one of the top ones that I could see possibly winning the women's rumble. What's interesting, and it's difficult if you're going off of who has and they do this with the women's rumble, which I don't understand. These are the participants: Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Shayna Baszler, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan. Ruby Riot, Tamina, and 18 to be announced. Uh, so it's kind of hard to go with a, a dark horse when you have 12 people, unless you're just naming people that are not yet in the Rumble. Uh, and I, I guess we have to assume, right, there's going to be a lot of like, par, you know, part timers, whatever you want to call it, people that have not wrestled. Right? I expect to see both Bellas in this thing. Um, but if, mm -hmm. it, no, we'll make a little side wager on that. Uh, if I had to, because uh, they're gonna they're gonna do something where I'm telling you they're gonna be fighting for the tag titles at, at uh, Mania. You watch the. Uh, if you had to give me, I, I would probably say a dark horse would be Nia Jax. Uh, again, this is a match that's made for her, uh, and I could see her taking on Oscar or Sasha and telling a good story uh, at mania because we were getting to the oscar naya thing and then i don't know what exactly happened with that remember uh that was like not too we, long after we, we actually never match, did right? we got i think yeah we got one match we got a bunch of like backstage action right. where they jumped each other a few times but yeah i think there was only like one match and i would love know. to see sasha versus Naya. like honestly like I, I i think that would be extremely entertaining um saving jokes for after the show uh, <laughs> by the way, just just this is one thing ron rousey tweeted on tuesday the best way to make a profit since our wall street bets did that stuff with gamestop i don't understand royal rumble 2021 and then included the odds so i don't know if she's trolling i don't know if she's actually coming back um 
Could be a little bit of both. Uh, but I don't know, man. I'd be down. I, Ron is one of those. I, I didn't love Ronda's whole like, I'm actually going to beat the shit out of people because wrestling's fake because I fucking hate that stuff. Uh, I think that the like you don't shit talk on wrestlers, but you like basically all she had to say was like, I'm the baddest woman on the planet. You saw what I did in MMA. Like, what makes you think I won't do it to you? Well, they screwed up by not giving her a mouthpiece. I mean, let's be honest. Like, she would be the perfect female Brock Lesnar where you have somebody that can really talk and just let her be Rhonda. I mean, and she can occasionally speak, but they made her talk way too much and she was way out of her league. I, I thought that it was less her ability than what they had her saying. That was That's my two cents. I thought she was fine. I doubt they had much control over what Ronda Rousey said. Oh, I think that they... I. No, because she saw she. Uh, I hate to say it, you could tell she got emotional a lot from uh, her crowd responses, and uh, oh, yeah, really didn't didn't like didn't like the fact that she wasn't liked as much as she thought. I think I'm I'm just of the mindset that no, I think that I think that it kind of bugged her, uh, but I think that she's also somebody who's done some legit acting training, you know, and and so. I think that she probably used that. Uh, I think that the best wrestling stuff is stuff. You know, Are we calling the not. movie she's been in legit acting? I mean, listen, man, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Like you, it, trust me, you guys have seen bad acting. I'm sure that you have. I, I grew up in the eighties. Yeah. Like you, I watched the Friday the 13th films. Yeah, like they're, I've seen bad acting. Yeah, I don't like, think, but that's that's where, like, with wrestling, I don't think it's acting. Like, I think that I think that the people that get in trouble are the people that try to act. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's more of just what they always say: it's your personality turned up to, you know, a thousand are the guys that are the best in wrestling. It's not, you know, they're it's not they're not following a script. They're just basically they believe they're that character, or they are. A lot of parts of them are that character. I would point out that Jericho and Cena. Both guys who've had legitimate acting training, like see, like Jericho came back after as like the best in the world at what I do. That was after he did acting training. Is that when you go in? He was fantastic though before that, like fantastic. But he and so was Cena. Like both of those were guys who were good on the mic before they had it. The Rock, same deal. Like that's why they got into acting, and because they were like, oh wait a minute, just like with Batista, he had that great heel run, and then people were like, oh wait a minute, maybe this guy can you know do some stuff. Sam's like, he's arguing with me. What's going on? No, no. I'm like, I, I will wait until we're off because, like, I don't want to. Anyway, you don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah, wanna, we're we're gonna have the 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 talking uh, talking smack. The talking. I love it. <laughs> so out of out of all of our out of all of our our picks here, who do you want to win, and who is your official pick for the women's? Yeah, for the women. I would like Ronda just because Ronda Oscar would slap. Uh, I would, but my pick is Bianca Belair. Um, I want Bailey to win. I think it would make sense considering just thinking about it now. Your three winners have been Oscar, Becky, Charlotte. So it would make a lot of sense for Bailey to be the fourth one because Sasha's got the title. She's probably not going to be in, you know, the wrong. Maybe she will. Uh, but my official pick, 
Probably Alexa Bliss. They, they just seem to be, there's a lot of momentum going to her. I don't think it's the right direction as much as I love Alexa, because I think she's making such an impact doing what she's doing now. And just like I say with Bray, she doesn't need the belt, but I mean, she's gotten so much screen time and she's been so good that it would make sense to reward her. And they have the ace in the hole that they can, uh, they didn't name what that is right yet. You know, you have like the fiend basically. What is Alexa Bliss when she No, they have no, it hasn't been given a name yet. I'm just curious what they're gonna call Sister it. Abigail. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they can go so far since they already have her on well, had her in the fun house. Um mine is I I yeah, I'm sticking with Bianca Belair. Um, if there was anyone else that I would want to win, um, I'm with you, Keith. I wouldn't mind seeing Bailey back in the main event because I mean, female wrestler of the year last year, hands down. Been incredible I mean, with Bianca too, which that may end up being the mania match, and I wouldn't be mad at it because they're fighting right. They haven't officially made it, but don't we they, think maybe they're gonna have it on the card? Um, yeah, no, it hasn't happened officially. So, you know, it'd be great to see something maybe on the undercard or something like that. The pre-show. The, I, I, yeah, I, I would be excited. I, I also, yeah, I'd love to see, I mean, we're, we're pretty, we're all in agreement that we're getting Oscar Charlotte. That's happening. Correct. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's, I mean, it's either Oscar Charlotte or Oscar Alexa. Well, now that I was gonna say, don't count out on Charlotte taking Oscar's belt before Mania and fighting somebody else because I actually mm. can see that happen too. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I, I hope they're gonna wait, you know, on that, and they, they need it. To me personally, I would hope they don't. But yeah, that's probably where we're headed. Like I would rather Oscar take on anybody else at Mania than Charlotte, just because it probably means she's gonna lose. Yeah, but that's gonna be such a good match. They're so good. I would. They are, but it's. I mean, it's just. I. I feel so. Like at this point, like if Asuka again loses to another one of those, you know, four horsewomen on a big stage, it's just like y'all are killing it. I mean, now if they did the redemption story, and they had a great, oh, it'd be amazing. Like first, seriously, to get the win back from 2018, like it would be huge. But I don't have very much confidence in what they're doing with Oscar and the direction that she's had the last couple of weeks, because again, she seems like an afterthought at times. And again, and she's the nuts. champion. Like she driving is driving me bloody nuts. Uh, real quickly. Cause I had this at the end. I know we, we've gone long though. So we can't spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. Three favorite I, I rambles. Um, you know, I first, or do you well, have yours? I'll go first because I'm going to be the short person. Um, I love that last week Sammy had said that, you know, the one thing that I that we love about us is that we're all, we know what we know. I started thinking about all this and it's like, quite honestly, I have, I must have a short attention span because I only have two. I have uh, Ric Flair and Drew McIntyre. That was a good one. That was one I didn't think about. So the 92 is my favorite ever. Without a doubt, uh, tear in my eye. I was what, like 10, uh, begging my parents to order the pay-per-view, convinced them. Dad was happy because Flair won. He loved Flair. Uh, give me the women's rumble with Becky from 2019. I just thought that was an incredible mm -hmm. like roller coaster because it felt like deja vu from the Daniel Bryan fiasco. Mm -hmm. 
uh, which I was going to jokingly say was my number three was a 2015 Royal Rumble, but just kidding, guys. Uh, and then the other one, and this probably is going to surprise somebody, uh, some people, but I loved The Rock winning, uh, and I think it was 2000, the Royal Rumble where it was him and the, uh, the Giant left at the end, and they ended up to that fatal four-way crap for at WrestleMania, which was not good, but I did really enjoy uh, that Royal Rumble because I love The Rock and, you know, he was my favorite wrestler at that time and to see him win a Rumble and it's tied also with my man Brett getting screwed uh, when Stone Cold won his like, first like Rumble. Seven. Yeah, which was just a great, like the Rumble's not that great, but man, that last like six to eight guys and just something that we won't ever see again and it was brilliant for Stone Cold to actually get thrown out of the ring. The ref doesn't see it. He sneaks <laughs> back in and then screws my guy Brett, and it was just it was Brett wonderful. Screwed Brett, and it led to no. This was Stone Cold. <laughs> no, I, know, yeah, I know, I know, no, I know, I know you did. And uh, <laughs> it led to one of the you know best Mania matches of all time. So, <laughs> uh, the men's one that I always enjoyed until 2007 was the Chris Benoit 04 one. Obviously, that one goes out. I really loved '98 uh, when Austin was the so, chair versus Kane, right? The what? Is that the one with the chair and, and Kane where he, he knocks Kane over the top rope with the chair or was that 2001? Austin? Yeah. Uh, 2001. Rock was the okay. last one in 98. And the... Didn't he stun him over the top rope? I think that sounds familiar. I All I remember was how the feeling that the Rock was, that Austin was it. Is that the one that him and McMahon came in one, two, two, or is that, am I getting that mixed up? No, you're getting that mixed up. Okay. Uh, one uh, that was '99, I think, because McMahon won in '99. Oh God, he did. Then that's why they had the St. Valentine's Day. You're right. I forgot. Oh God, that's awful. Uh, the but I mean the the it really was. But actually, I think the one that for me watching at the time and the one that i have the most fuzzy feelings about is 2019 because pro wrestling is infuriating it's in and i think that the way that it's most like other sports is that it's very often frustrating and it can be embarrassing and it can be stupid but man when it gets it right nothing better and becky winning is one of those nothing better moments because again she was so white hot and they swerved us. I mean, like, because I, I don't I just, like, we talked about she was going to somehow get in it. But, I mean, at that point, I think Lana was, what, 28 or 30? She was, like, one of the last three, I know for sure. I, you know, she's hobbling down. I remember Becky, like, arguing. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do this. Oh, my God, they're going to do this. And then when he's just finally like, okay, yeah, you can go. I mean, the place just went crazy. And that's why I can't wait to have wrestling fans back. It's 28. Yeah, I mean, that's. That's the, uh, she was 28. And I, cause you know, and, and that's what I remember was just being like, oh man. And like it being a moment in, in a, and again, as a Daniel Bryan mark, as CM Punk mark, like my guys never got, my people never got that chance. And Becky was that for me at that point. Like, so I hate to do this cause we just mentioned it. I know we're at the end of the podcast, but. How poetic would it be for CM Punk to return to the Rumble on Sunday to a crowdless crowd? Like, I think, it, I just think it would be the most CM Punk thing 
ever <laughs> to come back. Cause you know how fans have been clamoring, you know, worrying, wanting, and then for him to show up, even if it's just for a one-off with no crowd there, it just to me seems so CM Punk. You know what actually seems more CM Punk would be for him to come out in a mask and wrestle as somebody. And or Generico. There. Yeah. <laughs> or Sin Cara. If he came out as El Generico. Wouldn't that be great? I would lose my <laughs> shit. We would need to have a search party to find my shit. And it's not like you're not going to know who it is, because unless he's wearing a full bodysuit, it's going to be pretty apparent who it is. Like Especially with those taped fists yeah, and exactly. ink, the tattoo, ink yeah, from, the from the rest of the tape to the shoulder. The, I mean, if he's going to come back, I, I would also rather, I mean, I would rather watch him at this point in AEW or New Japan. And one other thing, this is my favorite pay-per-view. Like, even more than Mania. And it's like a 1A, 1B, but it's just there's nothing more fun than the Rumble. And I always tell non-wrestling fans, if you're ever going to give it a chance, come watch the two Rumbles with me. Because I think it's something where, seriously, it's it's fast, it's action-packed. You get, you know, to see a bunch of characters in a short period of time, they usually do a pretty good job of doing, you know, at least five to seven storylines, yeah, in, in one match. And uh, I just, I'm so jacked. I love it. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm a little sad that we're going to get the piped in crowd noise for the countdown. That's okay. Yeah. I'll be counting at the house. (laughs) Like I've honestly gotten to where I don't even notice it. Like really, like the only time it really surprises me is like when it's a star like Seamus. And again, this is not not Seamus. I love him. But like in his match and there was like this big roar for Seamus. And I'm like, come on. There would not be a big roar if there's a live crowd right now for Seamus. It's Him and a, Keith Lee hugging, maybe. It's not even that. It's like this weird, like, it, it's uniform. Like, it's never like the crowd, you know, the, the crowd ebbs and flows. And it's always the same level of response. It's like. You got to think that's a difficult job. You know what I mean? Like, it is tough for them. Like, I, I would assume the only way they can really do it is pretty much white noise or the chance. And, I mean, it just, it's still got to be really tough. They incorporate that New Day rocks in there pretty good. That is true. That is good. New Day does rock. I'm fine with the the one chant that if you want to see me just like breathing through clenched teeth is that this is awesome one. Like, please don't do that, WWE. Do not. I, I get why you do it, but it just feels very... See, mine's that you deserve it. I hate that shit. Well, when the, not the fans. I mean, when the WWE, like the. Oh, you're talking about. In. Okay. I got you. Well, I mean, you know, they just don't type to... in, this is awesome. If you're. What if it is awesome, though? Because, like, there's been a couple of times they've done it, and it is awesome. It still feels very, like, Orwellian. You're telling, you're too, telling us too, it's awesome. Too meta, Sam? Is that what it is? Not even that it's meta. It's too, like, it's like jerking yourself off. <laughs> I'm going to just speak for me, but you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. So uh, <laughs> uh, we got to go act like that's a bad thing. I mean, let's, you know, let's, let's be honest. Uh, sorry, Ron. I would no, hijack that thing. Know, right. Oh man. Oh, wow. So we actually did get to the end of this um, guys, you know, um, again, with this being uh, the one year uh, anniversary of the team turnbuckle podcast, I am just, once again, want to say I'm so grateful for you guys, um, and thank you to RC for giving us this platform to allow this to go down. Um, before we get out of here, uh, do you guys want to plug anything? 
Uh, I would like to plug um, the IBN All-Star Package, $5 a month, 100% worth it. Uh, Especially if you're a salt team. Yeah, February coming. Oh, February is coming. In the group, should uh, I was almost going to make a gift for that, but I just I, I gave up because I I'm pretty sure that's why I joined last year. Was RC just told me he's like, "Hey, straight up, you need to be an all star." He was like, "Not only because you know you're supposed to be like Mister IB Sports, but uh, also because you know you're white, dude, and your your ass is going to kick get kicked out." Winter, it, winter is coming. Yeah, but exactly. well, turns well, hey, it turned out to be a great thing. You became an all star, then all of a sudden you became Mister the brand. I mean, Jesus, like I said, countless times, and I will continue to say, you're one of the hard work. You're the hardest working dude in podcast land, and. And you're also the head of the table and the IBN MVP. The chief. The uh, the one thing, the other thing that I want to plug is uh, Bill Hanstock, who used to write for with Spandex and is not only a good person, friend of the pod. Yeah, very good writer. Uh, wrote a book back in October called "We Promised You a Great Main Event" at all booksellers. I would definitely. Uh, recommend picking that up. That's on my list with uh, Cousin Sal's new book. Seriously, uh, the next two books I'm going to order. Uh, I just want to plug, um, obviously, the IB Podcast Network, Backdoor Cover. Me and Alan will start. Uh, I'll rejoin Alan. I say Alan's still been doing great work uh, while I've been off. We do gambling, golf, baseball, football, you name it. We'll do our Super Bowl podcast that we do every year where we go over all the prop bets, everything you know for the game. Uh, we'll have the last weekly daily fantasy football podcast until next year, which is kind of sad with me and Joe Matz, the mod pod. I hope RC continues to do podcasts on WandaVision because that was really interesting. Yes. Uh, I love that one actually. And then the last thing I want to plug is Rick and Morty. Like who knew I just started watching it last few weeks. That shit is hilarious. So if you are somebody that enjoys kind of crass humor, uh, HBO Max, it's amazing. Like seriously, started for episode one. I love it. Like for real, it's great. I guess that'll be me because um, you know I know how much uh, I spent enough time on the internet to know that Rick and Morty is definitely uh, a cult favorite right now. I just there's a lot of references I don't get, so I guess it's wild. It it is the yeah. So Ronald, do you do you want to plug anything? um actually this this time around i don't want to plug anything um i just want to tell all of our listeners just life is short man be good to each other um i'm not going to get on my on my high horse just be good to each other love each other uh love your neighbor as yourself be safe and that's about it for me um but i i appreciate you guys so for the head of the table chief key the shooter Sam Howe. I am Ravishing Ronell, and this has been the Team Turnbuckle Royal Rumble Preview Podcast. We will be back just like that very soon, and we will talk with you guys soon. See ya. See you guys.